Hello and welcome to Dave Hill's podcasting incident with me, Dave Hill. And also, from Parts Unknown in Queens, Chris Kurzbeck, are you there? I am. Uh, last week we were together in one room, mm-hmm. in my home, with Vanessa Silverman. Today Chris is in a bunker uh, somewhere. I'm really sorry I spilled the coffee everywhere. Like, I didn't mean... It was uh, just kind of like a weird, like, flinch that I had. No, it's... Well, it's just weird because it seemed intentional at the time. I know you kept saying that, but I wasn't... Um, it really wasn't. It was like... I don't know. Just... Well, it went, like, directly in my face. Like, it, it did... was if... From where I was sitting, it seemed like you threw it in my face. And I, I suffered horrible burns, which I'm still recovering from. But let's not get into that. Let's okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for tuning in once again to uh, this wildly popular podcast. Um, uh, did I mention, Chris, that I'm the pride of Cleveland and beyond yet? I forgot. No, you haven't. I, uh, but, for example, I, I once got a free pickleback in uh, Paramus. Do you know what a pickleback is? It's like you uh, take a shot and then drink pickle juice. Yeah, you're like, wow, as if things couldn't get any better for me. Here's some pickle juice. I, I like pickle juice. Like, I'll, I'll just drink pickle juice. It's supposed to be good for what ails you. That's what I've heard. Like, I read that it, I'm, I shouldn't be eating on the podcast. That's really unprofessional. But I was finishing a yogurt. And I figured, you know what? Let's keep it up. I'm going to I'm gonna end I mean, if, this. Yeah, uh, if you're going to eat anything on a podcast, yogurt is probably it's one of It's one of the top ten most podcast-friendly foods is yogurt. Mm-hmm. And I've since uh, I've dumped the, or dropped the container on the ground, and Lucy's now having at it. There's a fair amount of yogurt still in there, so she's definitely... This should keep her busy for three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um... But, uh, yeah, Pickle... Well, I read um, Vinnie Paul, the drummer from Pantera. I, you know, I, I keep up on... When I read the news online on the internet every day, I, you know, I scour all sorts of news sites, and I read the heavy metal websites. Uh, and he did an interview, a brief, uh, and he was saying he... Well, he's dead now, hmm. but well, when he was living... Um, he would drink pickle juice every day because he said he drank pretty much every night. Um, and he would drink pickle juice during the day to get back on track. And so makes, there, yeah, there you makes, have it. Yeah. Um, I've tried that myself. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, you know. But then I, I don't know. I, all by way of saying, I like some... I, you know what? I, I'll I'll do you one better. I like uh, I get jalapenos to throw on my eggs and whatnot when I'm wanting to take uh, any sort of meal to the next level. Yeah. I have sliced jalapenos in in I guess brine or whatever. Oh pickle yeah. Juice. Yeah. I'll drink that pickle juice. That's the spicy pickle juice. Ooh. That'll that's light in, up your. That's insides. intense. Yeah, I gotta try that. Um, I used to drink like I used to sneak 
sips of vinegar when I was a kid. Oh, that's supposed to be good for you if it's apple cider vinegar. The other kind will kill you years later. Uh, what what kind did you sip? I like a nice balsamic or uh, red oh. wine. Oh, I think those are all good. Okay, good. Um, it's probably the white vinegar that kills you. Probably, yeah, yeah. Well, um, this this news will be a week old when this co- we're recording this way ahead of schedule, which is shocking. Uh, but I've just speaking of dead people, uh, Eddie Money. Oh yeah. Just I just got word on the internet. Are you do where do you where are you an Eddie Money fan, Chris? Chris? I mean I know the two big hits he had, but that's about it. He had a lot more than just two hits, asshole. Mm-hmm. Two tickets to paradise. Take me home tonight. Shaken. Think I'm in love. Baby, hold on. And many more. Like I I really like uh. Baby, hold on is really good actually. Oh my gosh, that's a timeless classic. Uh, I'm gonna pull this up and we'll just play a snippet of it. So you know, the we're always under some sort of litigation. But uh, this one, where is it? Can you hear that? Yeah. 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 Anyway, you get a sense of it. Give me some water. Underrated. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty hot. I'm hot very, uh, very. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, Seventy years old. I guess. I guess he had cancer. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but we'll celebrate him by rock. I will listen to nothing but Eddie Money. Uh, for the next six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, gosh, we've so much death talk and and pickle juice talk. How do we dig ourselves out of this one? Uh, well, you did a great job um, on your album taping last night. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and you you were came to both shows. That's I uh, did. That's a ambitious i mean i'm my apologies <laughs> that was great thank you um could you see me standing in the back i could not i i it was a union hall for the listener i can't it's i can't really see too well uh there i figured uh but both both shows you know is pretty crowded and uh they were both sold out don't act like they were just pretty crowded <laughs> they were at capacity they were Jesus, don't make it sound like, oh, a few peeps, people wandered in. They sold out in advance. No, they um, did. They absolutely did. I just, I happened both times to be like chatting with people before and didn't think to get a seat. So I was standing in the back and it's like that venue, like it's pretty well lit in the back area because that's where the bar is. Mm-hmm. So I just figured like, oh, Dave's probably seeing just me and it's probably hugely distracting but no you no I, could, I don't you know i didn't couldn't really see you can just kind of see the way the way it's lit you can just kind of see 
sort of a mm-hmm. little bit of, bit of people, but not like uh, where you're looking them in the eyes, really. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like. I kind of like not uh, staring people in the face when I'm on stage. I like yeah. to know that. I like to know they're there, but just stare into the void. Um, yeah, just into the void. Stare into you know. I don't know. Into the abyss, mm-hmm. um, or something. No, I think it's good to look at people and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, yeah. You know, visually speaking. But thank you for coming to both shows. It was. I'm glad to have it out of the way, because now I can just uh, focus on walking Sweet Lucy and things like that. <laughs> Not that. Uh, Look, you got your book done. You got your album done. I know what. Maybe I'm gonna die now. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I don't know. I go, I go back and forth on it. You know, I've had a nice life. If I, if I died now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Would, would, just legions of people all over the world be devastated? Probably not. Um, no, maybe, maybe a handful here and there. Um, but no, I'm not playing. I feel pretty healthy. But isn't that always what people that are about to die say? Every time. They always say that. Um, so, you know, they're like, he seemed great. Um, <laughs> or he seemed, he seemed to be at peace. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. When someone's at, at, uh, at peace, that's the worst. You know it's over then. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Duff McKagan said that about... Kurt Cobain, he ran into him on a plane like two days before uh, Kurt Cobain died and said he seemed like he was in good spirits and at peace with himself. Oh. Well, interestingly, did well, were, did you read that in, in uh, did you read that in Duff McKagan's book It's So Easy and Other Lies? Mm-mm. I think I read that on a website called Wikipedia. Oh, oh, okay. Because um, I happen to have read not one, but to both Duff McKagan books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say, not a lot of people can say that, but I'm sure many people can say that. <laughs> I was saying, I was going to say it, you know, by way of bragging, but uh, they they were very popular books. And I love a, a nice rock book. I've read, do you read many rock books? Yeah, I've read, that's one of my favorite genres, really. <laughs> I need to read more. I've read, um, I haven't read Duff McKagan's. I've read Bob Mould's. Um, that's a really good one. Dean Wareham's was really good. I, you know, I got to read that one. I, I, I have it and I haven't, I haven't jumped in yet, but I intend to. I'm, I'm a fan and I consider him a friend as well. Oh, nice. Not to brag. Yeah, he's you great. You know, we don't hang out all the time or anything, but when I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, Dean, how's it going? We chat a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I'll take it. Yeah, you should check um, that book out. It's really he's good. He's a handsome fellow, that guy. He's very handsome, right? I mean, I, I didn't mean to get off on a <laughs> tangent, but woo! Yeah, he's got that really nice, rugged sort of... Yeah, he's very, very classically handsome. He could be like the Marlboro Man. Yeah, well, like sort of a kinder, gentler Marlboro Man who doesn't smoke a carton of cigarettes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, these are facts. Mm -hmm. And his wife Britta also beautiful. They're an attractive couple. Yep. You get Super, around those superstar two, couple. Yep. <laughs> I feel unattractive when I'm around them, though I, I de I'm delighted by their company. Um. Well, oh, the Duff. What I wanted to say was, the Duff McKagan book is really good, and it's really. I think he's a really good writer, and uh, I found it. And I believe he wrote it by himself. Mm -hmm. like there was no ghost writer or mm -hmm. help assistant, whatever. Who's uh, your ghost writer? Um, a guy by the name of Dave Hill. You know, someone actually asked me that, and <laughs> took like I was offended. Like they're like, "Do you work? Do you have a writer that uh, you write your books with?" And I'm like, no. What? And I, I oh, I, oh, I almost, ah, oh, was insulted. I guess they were thinking, because, like, Dave, you're such a massive celebrity. Certainly, you must just dictate these books over your shoulder to someone following you around with a notepad or a tape recorder. But no, that's not the case. Um... All right, Duff, what I Duff. was going to say, the cool thing I was going to say about the Duff McKagan book is that he says, like, he got into, like, I don't know, it was, like, mixed martial arts or some sort of super crazy training that he was doing. And his do like, the, not dojo, his sensei or, I, I what's it called? Like, I guess, I don't know, the yeah, main, sense. the, like, leader or whatever. Yeah. He was like, you want, it's a good day to die. Like that, you, um, where like you're at peace with yourself and there's no, like you want to be able to say that today is a good day to die. Right. Like, cause you have your shit sorted, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's what I thought you were referring to, like that you read his book anyway i'm hoping to tell this story on the moth but i do recommend both of his books because i really just like uh reading like what he's has to say no matter what he's talking about i find it engaging which is all i'm really after in a book right what were you going to say about um people suggesting you have a ghostwriter oh oh i was just saying like that i get uh i've only been asked that once or twice and I was insulted by mm. it. I was okay. like, how dare you? I mean, I think it's hilarious that someone thinks that I would have a ghostwriter because that would suggest that, like, the demand for my books, like, it was just like, we got to get a book out of this guy, you know, to cash in on his massive celebrity. Yeah, I mean, I have heard pretty well-known comedians suggest that it, that they do in fact have a ghostwriter so well may, maybe some do i guess like i mean not not to i mean i think some comedians probably aren't that uh good at or used to like long form writing so maybe i could see that yeah if, if that wasn't your but I'm incredible at it, Chris. I know you are. Um, You're legit. You're the real deal. The real. I'm just that real Hemingway over here. Speaking mm -hmm. of which, my new book, 
Parking the Moose is out October 8th. Available for pre-order now. And if you're in New York City, October 3rd, McNally Jackson, South Street Seaport at 7 p.m. I'll be in conversation with Mike Sachs from Vanity Fair. And then we can all get hammered and eat food. It's going to be catered. There's going to be a bartender. I have this verified from my publisher. Did I already say it? I probably already said all this. Yeah. But do like, you have, do you have to, did you have to hire the bartender? No. They found I someone. mean, this is the crazy thing. My first two books, both with, uh, you know, major publishers, they... Um, and not, not certainly not complaining at all, but they, it was more just like, we just kind of threw, uh, if anything, I think at some of the events, we, you know, the like sort of launch events in New York, mm-hmm. there was, you know, they would, you just throw down some bottles of wine or some six packs and people have at it. But this one, my publisher was like, no, let's, let's do it right. Yeah. Some, Ooh, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And Mike Sachs, we should mention, has a really hilarious new podcast miniseries. Yeah, he's hilarious. It's very, very funny. I highly recommend it. Um, I believe it's called Why Not Me Too. Yeah, I wonder. I got to listen to that today. Yeah. That's on my list of things to do today. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of things to do today. Yeah, so listen to, listen to Mike Sachs' new podcast. And then... Everyone's got to listen to our new podcast, So You're Canadian, on the Maximum Fun Network. Yes. Which is, it's driving up the charts. People are freaking out over it. We also have History Fluffer. Mm-hmm. Not quite as wildly popular, but still uh, wildly amazing. It's growing in popularity, gotta it say. cannot be debated. Um, and then this one. We're like a ver- virtual... I'm, I'm looking at the So You're Canadian, uh, the, what's it called? Society and Culture Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, looks like Revisionist History, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, <laughs> in the one. number two spot. I don't know the fr- Expeditiously with Tip T.I. Harris. I don't know who that is or what that is. It's very popular. He's a multi-hyphenate, but who isn't? Um, and then Revisionist History, number two. Oh, Dave, have you ever been on Revisionist History? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I've been on Malcolm uh, Gladwell's podcast twice. Uh, this American Life, been on that a bunch of times. That's number five. Now, this is how sad I am, uh, Chris, is, is that... Rather than simply scroll down and find out if we are in the top 200, don't tell me either way until I can figure it out for myself. Okay. Um, I'm now just going through and, and pointing out podcasts that I have been on that are in the <laughs> top 200 just so I can yeah. go on by you know association. We'll, but, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll climb the charts soon i feel it feels good i mean unless looking just at the 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 top shows here it looks like we really need to talk more about jeffrey epstein uh oj simpson maybe we should get malcolm gladwell to host this our podcast (laughs) 
Shoot him a text. See if he'll do it. That would probably be a total slam dunk if we could just get Malcolm Gladwell to host all our podcasts. To host it, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you can't do the show forever. You gotta hand it off to someone. No, I mean, you know, cherish every moment with me because, woo, I could. I'm a walking miracle. I could go at any minute. So, uh, just yeah, we don't know. We don't know what'll happen, but um, I'll see if you. I guess we should put it to a vote. Okay. Um, how are we doing in Canada? Is it a popular podcast? Let's see. Maybe we're on the. I don't. You know, this is really we're really going off the rails in in talking about the statistics for another <laughs> podcast that we do. This is see. This is probably the problem. Yeah. I'm get. I'm guessing this is the problem. We're too infatuated with our own ratings. Yeah, too up our own butts. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm looking. Not showing up. Oh boy. So we gotta. We gotta get the Canadians on our side, and then it'll just, you know, balloon from there. Yeah, that's what we gotta do. Why are they holding out on us? Anyway, let's focus. Um, okay. Should we do some crime blotter? Because I have a lot of incredible crimes locked and loaded. Yeah, you brought up a really great one that we didn't get to. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, well, cue the crime blotter music. Uh the Crime Blotter, of course, is a segment in which we take a look at some of America's lesser crimes, which just so happen to have taken place in northeastern Ohio, where I just so happen to be from. Uh, hopefully I can find them. I know in the last episode I was referring to one, and then I, I didn't get into it. Uh, but this first one, Stakeout, quote-unquote, and that's S-T-A-K-dash-out, nabs a few crooks scofflaws it's from the orange cook or crooks comma scofflaws from the orange police blotter oh boy suspicion love, what's that i love when people use the word scofflaw i know well suspicion driving under suspension warrant served orange orange ohio orange ohio like that's like an I. I don't even know how to get to Orange, even though I grew up very close to it. But it was one of those towns. It was so idyllic, you you couldn't even point to it on a map. Mm. Suspicion. While on special patrol in the parking lot at Wasabi Japanese Steakhouse, following two recent burglaries there, an officer noticed the same car driving slowly past at least three times around 3 a.m. September 9th. That's days ago, Chris. Mm. A, the driver, a Cleveland man, 35, sped up and attempted to take off after driving into the lot and noticing the police cruiser. The driver claimed he was a janitor who had gotten lost from a business on Emory Road, but officers found a warrant for receiving stolen property out of Mayfield Village where police took custody, saying he has a history 
of catalytic converter theft. That's a car thing, as I understand it. Okay. But it gets worse. <laughs> so he just goes this to parking why... lots trying to rob people's cars or like parts of them? I guess so. I don't know how you get your hands on I guess you'd. I don't know. You have to know about cars to pull off that caper, I guess. But the reason I bring that up, because that's not that wouldn't be a traditional uh, crime blotter case, except for the fact that it goes on. Suspicion, no turn signals, seatbelt violations, driving under suspension, warrant, auto towed, orange place. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, it sure should, because during another patrol duty at Wasabi Japanese Steakhouse, in an unmarked car on 1 a.m. September 10th, that's the next day. Arguably, wait a minute, yeah, the next night, okay. An officer noticed a 2015 Mercedes-Benz repeatedly driving back and forth between two hotels. With the registration showing a license suspension, police stopped the car and found that the owner was not driving but had a con- contempt of court warrant from Willowick for carrying a concealed weapon and improper handling of a firearm in a motor vehicle as he explained that warrant that that warrant was local only the hand, officer handcuffed him and made arrangements to turn him over to willowick police i love this that the, the police are working together it also turned out that the driver of the car a cleveland woman 20 also had a suspended license God. what is but the point is what's going on with this steakhouse why know, is it such there's... a they, a must mag- have like a, they have someone in on, on the inside who's doing something, attracting some shady characters for sure. Yeah, it's like a magnet for crime. But I was thinking about like in the first one where the, the guy seized the cops and sped off. When I was in high school, my friend Bob, who ironically is now a policeman or he just re- he just retired, which is crazy. Oh, wow. he just stopped being a policeman. Uh, he, we used to like drive around my town and like pull into our, my family's driveway. Mm -hmm. We would drive around real slowly and pull into my driveway and wait for the police to slowly drive by to be like, what's up with you guys? And then we would (laughs) pull out of the driveway slowly and then drive off again and they would pull us over. And then we we would just be like, oh, I, that's where I live. We're just uh, cruising around. And they'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, because I don't know. We just thought it was funny to, because I I grew up in University Heights, Ohio. Thank you. Uh, and it uh, it's not really a crime, a hotbed. And yeah. I, we always wondered what the police did, even. Right, so you, you gave them something to do. Yeah, because there was literally, there's almost no actual businesses in the town. It's just, like, houses and a church and a couple schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know what they do. And so we were like, yeah, let's keep them on their toes. I once, um, a few years ago, when... My dad had moved out of um, my the fam the house that I grew up in, and but we still he hadn't sold the house, so it was like the house was. This is so sad. The house was empty, except like it had 
a, like a mattress and stuff for me to <laughs> sleep in. And like, I, oh, so you were still <laughs> staying there. <clears throat> I just like wasn't ready to go stay like at my dad's new place or my sister's house. Like, cause they live like way, they live in these towns that I only heard about like on the news growing up. Like mm-hmm. they're like 40 minutes from where I grew up. And I just like, I was like that. I don't know what that is. I want to go stay where I know. So I kept staying at the house and I realized how sad it was that I was just like in the family home. Like my mom's dead. Everyone's gone. Everything is gone except for like bare basics for me to stay there. Yeah. And, uh, Oh man, people probably thought you were a squatter. Yeah, it was really sad. But then like one night I was staying there. Maybe the last time I ever stayed there, I can't remember. And I, the neighbors, like I think some college kids maybe were like at a, I don't know, maybe renting a house in the name. I don't know, but it was loud. There was partying going on. And I was just, they were being really loud. And I was just like, fuck that. Like, because I was just, I know all the people in the neighborhood. And I wasn't really that mad that they were waking me up. But I was just like, how dare you wake up my neighbors that I grew up next door to uh, my, you know, my whole life. I'm like, do not fuck with my neighborhood, you interlopers. So I called the police. (laughs) And I was like, I'm at, you know, my house. And, uh. I'm like, there's college kids. I think they're drinking beer. I call the cops on them. Because <laughs> I was like, fuck that, you fuckers. It's not happening tonight. Um, I can't remember what happened after that. What else did you have in the house besides a mattress? Uh, Like, probably a chair and a six-pack. <laughs> I remember, like coming home with like a six pack and throwing it in the fridge because i was like i'm a grown man like my parents can't say anything (laughs) and uh because i like i don't even know that i would ever really buy beer and bring it into the house like i guess i did but um yeah even when i was drinking i i never really like i was never like always gotta have a six pack in the fridge no, I just kind of uh, like, cause my my family like growing up, we were never. It was never like uh, like we didn't. There wasn't a lot of drinking going on in the house. Like we didn't. There wasn't a lot of alcohol in the house. It was very like yeah, low key on that front. Um, like to a fault. Like my parents would have a party and get like they would keep a six pack of beer that had been around for years mm-hmm. and i like and it wasn't even the same six beers it wasn't a six pack it was like i remember there was like a molson light yeah. and uh and then it was just random beers they'd be like well get the beers out we'll see if anyone <laughs> drinks them this year and finally like i was like dad you can't just drag the it goes bad he's like no it doesn't I'm like, yeah, it does. Beer has, it goes bad, especially when you take it in and out of the fridge and put it out in the garage. Yeah, leave it out in the sun. Yeah. 
and oh, he didn't like hearing that from me. He was not having it, sister. <laughs> but you know, he needed to hear it. Did you ever drink expired soda? No, I don't believe so. I mean, I'm sure I have. Oh, it's so, it's really gross. Hope that you never oh. accidentally drink some expired Diet Coke or something. Well, I never knew, you know, because they started having, what, freshness dating on, like, whatever, Coke and things. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, why do they start doing that? Because I was never questioning the freshness to begin with. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I was like, I guess I, this is a concern now. This is, I need to be worried. Yeah. And with beer, it's the same thing. Like now when it's expired, I'm like, I can't drink this piss. Even if it's like two days old, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Budweiser launched the, the born on date. It was a big deal. Yeah. Well, and it, Budweiser you could drink it straight from the vat at the brewery and it would still be disgusting. Right. I don't... I'll say it. I'm, I'll am be a bitch. But, um... Though I will say I've had a couple of Bud Lights when it's really hot and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um... We have some crimes, more crimes, I feel like, are worthy... Yeah, let's do it. ...of uh, addressing. Um... You can also make some Billy Joel calls if he run out of crime... Oh, I don't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I hope you. I hope you'll keep the. I hope. I guess this is a, in retrospect, but I hope the crime blotter music has been going this whole time. Woman performs gymnastics in grocery store. You heard me. This is from the Rocky River Police Blotter. Ro- Rocky River. Dave, didn't your grandparents used to live there? Yeah, they did. I'm glad you asked. They did live there. Uh after they lived in Lakewood from Ohio for many years. It's on the west a west side suburb. My first girlfriend, unless you count a girl that I uh, quote-unquote dated, mm-hmm. and by dated, I mean I called her up and asked if she wanted to go with me. <laughs> and then I would we would smile at each other in the, in the hallways and that was the extent of our entire relationship for a few weeks and then one day she broke up with me on the playground oh uh we talked on the phone we never it was truly quite literally never hung out it was just like yeah a, uh, it was like a, oh you kind of like you you know you <laughs> crushes on each other but that's like the extent of it yeah you're like well i guess we're together forever <laughs> yeah and, uh, I was 12, and then, but then when I was 16, that's when I had like a girlfriend that like we would go to Burger King and and stuff, and we kissed and things like that. I hate to admit such things, mm-hmm. um, but she lived in Rocky River, also. So all by way of saying, uh, Rocky River, this this hits really close to home. The case is Mischief, Center Ridge Road. Center Ridge Road? Wait a second, Dave. Isn't that the street uh, right... Isn't that like two blocks away from where your girlfriend's family's home was? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked. On August 28th, someone reported a woman acting strangely and doing gymnastics in Giant Eagle. Officers were unable to find the woman. Hmm. 
I say, who, who would call the police on someone doing gymnastics? Yeah, I mean, that's like reporting someone doing Tai Chi outside being suspicious. It was in a giant a giant eagle. That's a grocery store. Uh, I realized people not. I just took that for granted because I'm from the area, and I know that that's what it is. Um, but uh, <laughs> so she's just like doing it in the aisles. I guess so. I don't, yeah. I mean, I like it. I feel like that would enhance, unless I was like trying to get at an item, some produce or whatever, <laughs> and someone was doing gymnastics, and I was like, please, I'm trying to pick grapefruit or whatever. Uh, then I might be like, hey, stop. But otherwise, bring it on, sister. Yeah. Um, Why not? As long as we're in Rocky River, suspicious Lakeview Road. On August 30th, that's two days after the gymnastics incident at the Giant Eagle grocery store, a pizza delivery driver reported that a piece of paper on the front door of a delivery address said, quote-unquote, HELP on it, all caps. The customer accepted and paid for the pizza, but the driver was concerned. Officers determined that the paper was a piece of mail from a charitable organization (laughs) for monetary help. The resident was fine and advised of the pizza delivery person's concern. So it sounds like it was printed, uh, like not hand, like scrawled in a, you know, like desperation. But like, uh, if you're trying to get the pizza guy to help you, you're not going to be like, well, let's get a, a note uh, formally printed. That's insane. He just saw help and really jumped the gun there. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. It'd be great if it said, like, help. Like, in really big letters, and then beneath that, it's like... uh, Helps yourself to breadsticks. (laughs) Those come free with this pizza. That's great. Well, Um, I appreciate... The concern. I mean, that you know, if someone was being held captive and they decide, like, that would be a good plan. Like, I'll order a pizza and put a help sign on the front door. It wouldn't you know? not work. Yeah. Yeah, if you're like, we're. I mean, you know, plus like Cleveland, that is, uh, in recent years, as we've learned, uh, it's where people like to hold people captive. In their homes That's for very right. long periods of time, oh, so you know it's sort yeah. of you got to stay. Uh, now, how far away was that from where you uh, grew up? That was also in Rocky River, so like a half an hour. Oh. Both of these uh, heinous crimes. Sorry, my, so, my cats are trying to kill each other right now. Well, they had a good run. I have a, uh, check this out. We go further west to Bay Village. Bay Village. Bay Village, they have these, I don't know if they still do, they probably do, Bay Days, where everyone just comes out and has a great time. There's probably ice cream and cotton candy. Is it Bay, like B-A-Y or B-A-E? B-A-Y, though maybe they changed it for the modern times. Uh Uh-huh. What does that mean? Like baby, like a hot, like your lover or something? Yeah, like your bae. It's my bae. Like 
but is that short for baby? I think so, yeah. But it's spelled B-A-E. I could not be more uncomfortable with that. <laughs> but whatever. Um, It's better than boo. I hate when people say, oh, it's my boo. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I do. No feelings about it. Um, but, okay, so check this out. Bay Village, it's, I think, like, a couple towns over from Rocky River West. Fraud, on September 5th, wait a minute, that's just eight days ago. A resident, I'm from when we're recording this anyway. A resident reported that he had been the victim of fraud. fraud. Put some echo on that if you can. Mm-hmm. He had ordered a bike from an online vendor in August for around $75. When a package arrived from China, a few weeks later, it contained only six decorative beads. After checking, the vendor's website had been taken down. Oh, man. That's just... uh, Why would you even bother to send the beads? Yeah. If you were just... How many sets of beads? It's not even sets. Just six decorative beads. Mocking. Mocking him. Like he wants to go for a ride and the decorative beads are just sitting there. Not today. Not on our watch. Um... (laughs) Let's see. Uh, you read one last week, but we didn't finish it, where a guy threw a bike through a window. Oh, okay. There's a lot of uh, tinted windows crimes. Woman finds animal feces, maple syrup, eggs, and powdered sugar on Jeep. It happens. Wait, found eggs and powdered sugar? That's right. Oh, God. Do you want to hear about that one? Sure. I can't. I'm trying to find this bike one. Okay. Broadview Heights. Lovely town, as it sounds. Criminal Mischief, Westview Drive, on August 11th. Wait a minute. August 11th. Police were dispatched to Westview Drive regarding a vandalism report. An arriving officer located a white Jeep compass that had been covered in what appeared to be... Those are key words, because how would you really know? Mm. Animal feces... Maple syrup, eggs, and powdered sugar. The car's owner said she had parked her Jeep on Westview Drive the night before to attend a party. The Broadview Heights woman said she came out that morning to find the compass vandalized. The owner suspected a former classmate was responsible. Apparently, the woman went to prom with a former class... Oh, gosh. Uh... Classmate's current boyfriend. Yep. She said the former classmate had been at the party the night before and had inquired about who was driving which vehicles. Oh. Also, the woman said her Jeep and other cars belonging to her friends had been defaced in a similar manner over the past month. The owner, the officer talked to the former classmate who denied having anything to do with the vandalism. Police are investigating. This is an open case. I think if you're going to rub animal feces or any feces really maple syrup eggs and powdered sugar on a vehicle that's trying to it's like he's trying to prove that he's a master of the culinary arts yeah it's ambitious and then also like a lot of effort i think like to do that yeah did he carry around like a shopping bag with all the ingredients in it? Yeah, you're going around with shit and maple syrup and <laughs> eggs and 
powdered sugar. I feel like the burden really is not on the victim, but on the the, the assailant or whatever. Yeah. Because they're apparently driving around with shit in their car, just as, uh, for instance. Um, I remember once when I was in college, um, these kids somehow... I lived, I went to Fordham University in the Bronx, and there were these kids, younger kids in the neighborhood who were like, kind of like, want to hang out, but they were like smart asses. And they were, you know, we were in college and they were like, probably like 12 or something. Mm. And this kid, Danny, would always be hanging around. And like, um, one, like, he kept like coming and knocking on our apartment door just to be a smart ass to like bother us and then so one day i just filled up a pitcher with water and i opened the door and just threw the water on him and his friends <laughs> and they were like whoa they were like we're gonna be in so much trouble and they went to the laundromat and like dried their clothes because they were like we're, if we come home wet our mom's gonna kill us yeah which i love that that would be like a horrible thing mm-hmm. um but uh so so then to retaliate they got eggs from the the deli and their plan was to throw eggs at at me <laughs> and so i was walking around and uh and I was talking to, so I was kind of like running around, like running away from these kids and their eggs. And then I ran into a friend from school and her parents and they were visiting like the, that weekend. And I stopped to talk to them in the street and then the kids caught up with, caught up to me while I was talking to this girl and her parents. <laughs> and I was just looked at them. And I was just like, you fuckers, you cannot this is like a uh, timeout. You cannot throw eggs at me while I'm talking to these people. Like, cause you're going to get eggs on them and that's going to really bum them out. They're just visiting their daughter. So I was like, I swear to you, stop right now when I'm done talking to them. Did you say that verbally or does that I look did. like your eyes? Okay. No, I said it to them. I was like, look, stop right now. When I'm done talking to them, I'm going to back away from them, and then it's on. And you can try to hit me with, with <laughs> eggs. But just give me a couple minutes. I'm going to have a little conversation. And the, they were like, okay. <laughs> and they waited. And then I backed away. I was like, okay, it's back. We're on. And these <laughs> kids, like, uh, start chasing me with the eggs and they were little kids. So I just like dodged them and then took the eggs from them (laughs) and then just pelted them with the eggs. And they were not very happy about that. I love stuff like that. I wonder where, uh, where they are now. They would be like, uh, grown men now. Mm -hmm. As I, not that you would know it from much of my behavior. But uh, anyway, I'm glad I could share that. Yeah, when I was in college, my roommate uh, Andy and I, you know, we're still good friends, but we got into an antiquing war. Do you know what antiquing is? 
Uh, is that when you go buy antiques? No, it's when you, you, you take a handful of flour and you throw it in someone's face. No way. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we got into this kind of war of doing it. You know, we were roommates, so we would, like, hide behind <laughs> doors and stuff and then just whack them in the, whack them in the face with a handful of flour. And it was, like, all good and fun, and we were doing it in our homes. And then one night I was at a party, and I was talking to a girl, and then my friend Annie comes in and just throws a handful of flour into my face. I love it. Yeah. It's hard to get upset when you look that silly, you know? So you kind of have yeah, to roll with it. You can't get too mad about it. I like that. Sometimes things go too far, though. Mm-hmm. And, should we uh, uh we should uh drive this bitch home yeah yeah we're uh, we're uh we should drive it on home uh thank you for joining us once again we'll be back next week with a uh an a, exciting guest and lucy's been just sleeping sort of staring at me this whole time i, I wanted to give a lucy update before we go um please support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill if you want this incredible content to keep coming. Listen to our other podcasts, So You're Canadian, on the Maximum Fun Network. Get it wherever you get incredible podcasts and seriously Canadian podcasts. And, of course, uh, History Fluffer also. Yes. Three podcasts. We're podcasting like the wind. Um, please, please, please... Pre-order my book, Parking the Moose. It's out October 8th. It's my third book. I would say it's the best one, I have to say. Um, Can't wait to read it. Do you have anything you would like to plug, Chris, before we ride off into the podcasting sunset? Oh, my buddy um, Matt Reiser and I, we did this podcast miniseries. It's only nine episodes. It's called Hacks on Drac. And it's just us uh, going through every major adaptation of Dracula and just talking about it. So it's, I love uh, it. it's it's different from, you know, usual output here, but very fun to listen to, especially if you're into horror or, you know, Dracula or old universal monster movies and stuff. I love it. Yeah. So it's only nine episodes. You can listen to it everywhere. And, All right. Uh, get on it. Yeah. And uh, what else do we want? I guess that's it for now. I just blacked out for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Don't worry about me anyway. Should we should we play my oh there's a music video for yes. my uh the song Parking the Moose that we played a couple times on the show. Uh it's on YouTube. Just go look for Parking the Moose, Dave Hill. Uh it's directed by Bob Wallace and uh really great looking music video by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Bob did an incredible job. Uh, Tad Kimball did some great animations. It really has it all. Um, and uh, let's let's just play that Parking the Moose song. Let's, I'm trying to release it on iTunes, but I can't figure out. I'm screwing up somehow on my end. I'll figure it out. But uh, let's play it. Let's just give it to the people. Let them, let them have it. Let's do it. All right. Until next week, stay hydrated, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.
rocking the moose It's my book about Canada No matter where you are I think you should read it Parking the moose My grandpa was from Canada So I decided to uncover My incredible Canadian roots I traveled through Canada near and far I ate more poutine than 10,000 rocket rashads That's a lot of cheese curd Park in the moose It's my book about Canada Fascinating country, it's easy to see I could have written 50 chapters on just getting Lee
Hi, I'm Dave Hill from Show Business. And while I'm not from Canada, my grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, all these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. Coming to Maximum Fun, August 27th. And I'm not sorry.